Welcome to Lead and Lift with Shabaday Jaglal Ramnath, the podcast where we work with high-achieving moms in leadership on their communication and confidence. Now our host, Shabaday. Welcome back to another episode of Lead and Lift. I am your host, Shabaday Jaglal Ramnath, and today I have a question for you, and that is, How do we get better at the world's number one skill? And you're probably thinking, well, what is the world's number one skill? Is it accounting? Is it leadership? Is it parenting? Now, parenting is a skill because as the kids get older, we need to keep working on that skill. So what is the world's number one skill? Well, I chose to attend Brendan Burchard's coaching summit in Austin, Texas, and I did not know at the time, but it was his 100 live event, like he's done this thing 100 times. So it was a huge milestone, and I was very blessed to be a part of that. And he's been sharing it on IG, and I've been noticing that I'm on the videos because of course I chose to also purchase VIP and I made the lineup to be upfront because I wanted to focus and be open and learn as much as I could. So let's get back to the original question I asked. How do we get better at the world's number one skill? And that and the skill that I'm talking about is coaching. And now you're probably thinking, well, Shabaday, what is coaching? So here's a definition that we use because I am a certified high-performance coach. So we define coaching as an influence process. So we influence each other in this partnership. An influence process that leads to discovery, decision-making, performance improvement, and overall better living. I don't know about you, but some of my clients, they feel like they've lost their way because there's so many opportunities. They feel scattered and distracted. And when they come to me, they're all scattered and distracted. And they say things like, I, I want to get back on purpose. I, I want to get back so that I'm focused because I notice I'm distracted and I'm not focused. So as a certified high-performance coach, one of the very, very first sessions that we do together is called Focal Points. And that helps us understand where we should focus. It helps you understand what do you need to focus on to get to that next level so that we can do the work together in coaching. And through that process, we make decisions on what those things are. So that's the decision-making piece of it. Because let's face it, how many times have you had to make a decision and you kept putting it off? And because you kept putting it off, sometimes you even lost that opportunity. So that's why decision-making is important in that coaching process. Then in, in the definition, we also talked about performance improvement. Now, I want you to improve your performance Whatever that means for you, whether that's in your career, in your life, at home, 
at work, or sometimes even in your health? Like, how are you actually showing up on a regular basis, right? That's what we call performance improvement. And that's what we look at. And that's what we measure during coaching, because we can see that the thing has improved. It's not a, do you think it has? We actually measure it. Because if, if you show up better, and if you start performing and producing better results, then we both win. You win, and I win as a coach. And to get there, you would see that we've used discovery, we've used decision-making, and then we're able to improve the performance. And all along the way in high performance, one of the things that we're always talking about is how can I help you become successful, but still maintain your well-being and your positive relationship? And that's what we mean by better living in that definition. Because let's face it, a lot of people, they become successful, but then they've wrecked their health. A lot of people have become successful, but they've wrecked all the relationships around them. High performance coaching is based on how do you achieve a long-term success, no matter what you're doing or how you define it, but you increase your performance and maintain your well-being and your positive relationship. It's about how do you get closer to the, to the people around you as you become successful? How do you improve your health as you become successful on the next part of your journey? And that's what we do in high-performance coaching. It is a curriculum-based, you know, that's different from other types of life coaching or executive coaching that you may have heard about. It has scientific data to back it up. And there are measures that we do to see improvements in all areas of your life, not just one. So it's measurable because if you can't measure it, you can't really improve it. And I believe that's why in high performance coaching, it has a 9.7 out of 10 satisfaction rating in over 60 countries around the world making it the highest rated program in the history of the world. It is the highest rated program in all the history of the world. And that's what the data has proven. And there's scientific data to back that up. And it's one of the reasons why I chose to become a certified high performance coach, because if I'm going to be doing this, I want to be doing it to the best. I want to be able to give my clients the best transformation, the best tactics that they can use, the best strategy, the, learn the best habits so that it elevates every other habit in your life. So you're probably wondering, why did I go to a coaching summit? And what did I learn? Because after all, it is the number one skill. So why did I choose to go? And you would hear me use choose a lot in this conversation because it is a choice. Many people saw it and they did not go. There were 2,000 people in the room and they chose to be there and they chose to make that decision to be in that room. So I went to Coaching Summit. Let's see, uh, three reasons I'll give you. The first one is coaching is a career for me. 
just like if you're an accountant or if you're a project manager, because that's what I am, if you're a doctor, you finish up the schooling and then you go through and you start practicing and there's different levels as you progress in that profession, in that career, as you get to mastery. And I became a certified high performance coach. So now I'm on a journey to become a world-class coach. And that means that I am constantly learning and I am constantly leveling up. And being in that room is special because there were about 2,000 people wanting to change the world and create a positive ripple effect of goodness. And we were doing it by working on ourselves first. Because if we can't improve ourselves, we can't help anybody else improve. So coaching is a career for me, and that's why I chose to go to Coaching Summit. The next reason why I chose to go is to work on my skills and to get to my next level. Now, let's face it, we're all humans. And just like you, I feel discouraged and I feel fear. I sometimes have a lack of confidence. I feel the imposter syndrome. And the imposter syndrome comes up because I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm doing new things. So I doubt myself sometimes. I also have to deal with emotions. I'm learning more about me as I do the coaching. And by learning to work on those items with myself and with my coaches, I'm able to better help you change that state faster and move forward faster to achieve your goals. So this is not just a let me try this on you thing. This is a I'm doing the work myself. I'm getting myself to the next level. And then I'm sharing that with you so you can get to your next level faster. So I went to Coaching Summit because it's a career. I was working on my skills and it was helping me get to my next level. And the third, and I think this one is one of the most important reasons why I went, is because of the networking and the environment. I went there to meet like-minded people like myself, who were on a similar journey as me. Some of them are ahead of me, and that's incredible. Some of them are behind me, and I can lean back and I can help them. And some of them are in the exact same place as I am, which means that I'm not alone. I'm not building this business alone. I'm on a journey, and having a community there to cheer you on who understands the struggles that you're going through is amazing to have people around you like that. I also get to meet new friends and I get to reconnect with old friends. And one of the incredible things that Brendan does at these events is he deliberately does breakouts. So there's like, I went to eight breakouts because I was there for four days and there's five people in each breakout And he gives us four questions that we're going to share. So in those breakouts, we get to connect with other people. We get to learn about other people. Nobody's talking about their business. We're talking about ourselves and our struggles and what we're grateful for. And one of the big questions we always ask, we always answer is what makes a great coach? Because for us as coaches, 
how do we become better and how do we utilize those things with our clients also? So there were genuine connections there with 40 people, 40 new friends in my network, which was amazing. And one of the things I made sure I did was follow up with each one of them after that event, just to make sure we're connected. We keep cheering each other on on that journey. So those were the three reasons why I chose to go to Coaching Summit. And let me now share five things I learned or five aha moments for myself and for my clients. And Brendan taught lots of things. He taught us how to build that coaching business for yourself, how to market it, how to make money off it, how to move your clients forward. These were the things that really stood out for me. The first one I'll share with you is a million dollar phrase that uh, Brendan has tried and that we're encouraged to do also in our coaching with our coaching clients. But it's something that you can do too, right? You don't have to have a coaching client, but you can ask yourself this question because a lot of times this question gives a person clarity. And with clarity, you're able to take action because if you don't have clarity, you wouldn't know what to do and then you might tend to procrastinate and not do the thing. So the question to help people move forward or to help yourself move forward is to ask, what's the next right move for me? What's the next right move for me? So it doesn't matter where you're at, what stage of your career you're in, whether you're struggling with your kids, whether you're struggling with your team, whether you're changing careers, it's always asking yourself, what's the next right move for me? Gets you to that point of clarity where you're able to take that next step. And that's most important because if we can help each other, if I can help my clients take that next step, they make progress. And with progress, they build momentum and they start moving faster eventually. The second aha moment is we're surrounded by people who complain. I mean, if you're in a corporate environment, you hear it constantly. You hear it in your teams. You might hear it with other parents. You might even hear it from your children. So how do we move people away from all the complaining and they start looking forward to the future and look at the good things that's coming up in the future? So there's three strategic moves for that. The first one is clarity. And that is a lot of times People can be complaining because they don't have clarity. They don't know the process. They can't take the action. And that becomes frustrating. You know, just the other day, I found myself complaining about a process because I didn't have clarity on what to do. So I caught myself doing it and I called up the other person and I asked them, can you explain this to me? Because I don't understand it. So now I don't know what to do, what action to take. And so it's causing me to start complaining about the whole thing. So clarity, that shift happens in your mind and it's how you look at those items. So clarity is a first move. The second move is habits. And this one is so important. And that is why in high performance coaching, one of the first set of coaching that we do 
the first 12 weeks we spend together is focused on building six habits. Six habits that the most successful people have said, those are the habits that help them become extraordinary. Now, your habits, think about brushing your teeth. That's the habit. And you don't have to think about it. You get up, you probably grab the toothbrush, grab the toothpaste, put the toothpaste on the toothbrush, and you're brushing. And if you're mindful of what you're doing, you have one side that you start with every morning. You have a process or every evening. You start on one side and then you work your way to the other side, maybe up and down and across. You have a process and if you really look at it, you'll see what you're doing. You got to pay attention to it. Because it's a process, it's a habit, it's now automatic for you. So you don't have to think about it. You can roll out of bed with your eyes closed and you can still make it in the bathroom, put the lights on, put the toothpaste and the toothbrush and you can brush your teeth. When we complain about things in life and that's all we're doing, that becomes a habit. And so it doesn't matter what is in front of us our automatic habit, we go into automaticity and we just start complaining. So part of moving a client out of that is you got to find that habit and then you have to find ways to change that habit, to alter that habit. So you break the complaining and they start doing something else. The third move in that is your relationship. Or I would say it's the environment. If you're in an environment where all people do all day long is complain, you're going to start doing it pretty soon because that's what you're hearing. If you're like in a corporate space, they complain a lot. And I can, I can tell you that honestly because I've lived in that space for so long and it's hard to, you know, not jump into that sometimes, but you can. So a lot of times it's shifting from that environment. If you're around friends who complain about everything, if you're around other parents who complain about everything, pretty soon you're going to start complaining too. So when we focus on the clarity, when we focus on the habits, because that complaining will eventually become a habit and it will impact the other positive habits you have in your life. And when we look at the environment or the relationship, the people we hang out with, we're able to shift from complaining to start doing something different, something more positive. The third aha moment I had from Coaching Stomach, and this one is a big one, it's at every moment you have two choices. You can choose to survive or you can choose to become extraordinary. You see, the issue is that most people just want to survive and get by right? For example, if your finances are not working, if you're not happy with what's in the bank, you don't focus on that. You just tell yourself, hey, I just need to get through this day. That's not the top concern. And if you keep doing this long enough, just continuing to survive and getting by, then you're going to become a just enough person. Everything is just going to be enough for you. And I find this is true for a lot of people. And this is what it may sound like to you if you hear this in a corporate environment. 
I'm just waiting for five o'clock. I'm just waiting for Friday. Like those people are just watching time go by so that they can be out of work. They're surviving. And that's not what you want to be. You don't just want to be a person that's average or where things are just good enough because you can do better than that. You can make it different. Now, that's the people who go the extra mile, the people who want to become extraordinary. They choose to learn. They choose to constantly grow so that they can deal with life's problems and they can move beyond it. Because if it's one guarantee we have in life, we're going to have a lot of problems. A lot of things are going to come up in our projects, in our personal life, in our professional lives. But if we are learning and constantly growing, we can deal with it and we can see beyond life's problems. We can have dreams and goals again. And it allows us when a problem comes up to have a vision beyond that problem and don't get stuck in the problem that's in front of you. The problem is not permanent. It's just there for a while. And then once we deal with it, there's more to life than that. So that's the two choices we have every moment. We can survive or we can choose to become extraordinary. We can learn, we can grow, we can deal with those problems and we can cast that future vision for ourselves and keep moving on. The next thing, the fourth thing that the fourth aha moment that I had at Coaching Summit is, and this one was a question that you really need to sit and think about, right? And the question is, Does your time management lead to the outcome you want in life? Now, we all get 24 hours in the day. And how are we utilizing that time? Are we getting the things that we want in life? Are we achieving the goal? Are we getting the numbers in the bank that we want? Are we building the relationships that we want in that time? A lot of times what I hear from people is, I don't have time. I'm crazy busy. I want to do something different, but I need to pay my bills. So I got to put that on hold. You know, and that goes back to the question, does your time management lead to the outcome you want in life? So it's not that you're busy or you don't have time. I think the issue is you don't know how to utilize the time that you have to achieve the things that you want. When I got back from coaching summit, like on my phone, I get this message, like you all probably get a message too, that says your weekly usage is up X percent. And I realized the first week I got back from coaching summit, it said I spent four hours on social media, four hours on my phone. And I was like, oh my God, what was I doing? If I spent four hours, a week, that's like half a a work day. That's going to add up in the month. And then I won't have time to do the things that I want to do. But you see, I knew what I spent that time on. Because the week I got back from coaching summit, I went extra early to pick up the kids from school. Because as I was waiting there in the lineup, and yeah, there is a lineup to get the kids from school. There's no other way to get them out of the school. So you got to wait in the lineup. Anyways, so I took work to do while I was in the lineup. 
And the 40 people I met at Coaching Summit, that was my time to connect with them, to find them on social media, to connect with them, to send them a message. And that's why that week I spent four hours on my phone. So having that awareness, I was able to check that. And then the week after, when I got that message again, I was able to check to see, did that number go down or what am I doing with my time? All right, the the final thing to share with you, my fifth aha moment, and this one I got from day four of the event. And day four was only for a selected few people. These were um, certified high-performance coaches only, and Mel Abraham was there. He is a genius at finances. And one of the things he taught us, like he taught us amazing things some of which I've already put into action, but one of the things really stuck out to me. And he said, after COVID, each of us, not just me, not just Mel, each of us need to have multiple streams of income. You have skills. You can learn new skills. So don't wait to be laid off to start learning those new skills. Do it now. We know interest rates are up in in here in North America, right? Things are changing. Many companies went bankrupt. Stuff has changed since COVID. And you can't just depend on that one stream of income again. When I was laid off back in 2014, I only had one stream of income. And I didn't know that there were a thing like multiple streams of income. But you know now because I told you, right? So when that money was gone, I have bills to pay. I have kids in daycare. I have a mortgage to pay. I had to go get myself a job, but I had to do it quickly, right? When you lose that stream of income, sometimes you lose some of your choice and you have to do things that you may not want to do. So that piece of advice, that aha moment that I got where you can develop multiple streams of income was really important and I started doing that immediately. I have affiliates that I'm working with to get that stream of income. You can get a stream of income from speaking. You can have a side a side hustle, right? You have skills or you could learn new skills. Start doing something and don't wait for that mainstream of income to be lost and then you're stuck. So today I shared with you How do we get better at the world's number one skill, which is coaching? Why I chose to go to the coaching summit and what my learning moments or my five aha moments were. So my question to you is, what industry are you in? Are you learning and growing in that industry? Are you choosing to survive or to become extraordinary? If you're tired surviving and you want to become extraordinary, reach out to me and let me help you because we each have the ability to lead and lift others. Thank you for listening to Lead and Lift with Shabade Jagwal Ramna. Make sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss another episode. You can find our guests' contact information in the show notes. We have resources to improve your leadership, your communication, and your confidence at leadandlift.com. We invite you to go check those out. Stay tuned for the next episode.